Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Nick Casario, talk to me. Talk to me. Nick Casario live at the NFL Combine here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. How's everybody doing? Happy almost leap year. Uh, good to be here. Hopefully uh, it's a productive week for us. So excited to be here. Um, it's really, the combine is interesting because it gives us an opportunity to really learn a player's stories. I'd say that's really the big thing. Um, the on-field workouts, I mean, I think that's more for you all to watch and figure out who runs fast and who doesn't. But the next time we use how fast an offensive lineman ran a 40 in our evaluation, we'll be the first. So, but uh you know, excited about the opportunity here in front of us to try to continue to build a team. A uh, number of players that we have on our roster, that will be free agents. We probably have, I don't know if it's as many free agents as any team in the league, so we have a number of players that will be free agents. So we're working through that process here currently and just working on building the 2024 team and roster. So excited about what happened last season. Uh, players, the coaches, and the staff should be proud of what we accomplished. Um, but at this point, we're kind of moving forward, looking ahead to the 2024 season um, and all the things that go along with it. So um, with that, you know, take some questions. and Go, go ahead, Sarge. We'll start with you. Nick Casario live from the NFL Combine here. On yeah, I think the big thing with just this whole spring is just try to improve the team build a team, improve the team. We have certain uh, areas and certain players on our roster that made significant contributions, happy they're on our team. But the big thing D'Amico and I have talked about on a consistent basis is just trying to build as deep and consistent a roster, top to bottom, 
Um, there's going to be certain players whose roles are bigger than others, but the roles that some players have are certainly going to be significant. So we're just trying to optimize our opportunities, try to take advantage of our opportunities to add players to our team. And the free agency, is, it's a process. Nothing's going to happen overnight. I'd say we've had constructive conversations with a number of agents, start with our players. We'll have an opportunity to visit with some of the agents of other players that may want to be Houston Texans. Whether or not there's a mutual interest or not, we'll find that out here as we go. But, um, you know, I think it's just finding the right people with the right mindset and the right mentality to fit the program that we're trying to build. Um, that's the most important thing. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been able to keep track of all the moves, but anytime that you give up an asset, you're getting assets in return. And what you do with those assets is all about the decisions that you make. And we're fortunate that we've added players that have been able to help our team. Um, each year is going to be different, um, but that's in the past. And, you know, where we are today, we have a number of players that we've been able to acquire that have helped our team. Um, hopefully that continues moving forward. But uh, Cleveland, I have respect for Cleveland, their organization. They have a good football team. They've won a lot of football games. Sean's going to be a good player in this league for a long time. So we're focused on the Houston Texans and what can we do to continue to build our team so that we can put the best product out there on a weekly basis. <laughs> you never really know. Um, when you go back and kind of look at last year, there was a lot of new people, coaching staff, new players. But we felt comfortable with the you – know, Miko did a great job. We did a great job putting the staff together, you know, offensively, specifically starting with Bobby – Coaches like Bill Lazor, Shane Day, Gerard Johnson, and when we put the staff together in February, we didn't know what our team was going to look like, who the quarterback was going to be. We knew that we were going to evaluate a number of players during the course of the spring, and you really don't know, and there's there's a lot of work that goes into it. You learn about each other from where we were in May to where we ended up at the end of the season, almost like night and day. and. There's things that we learned this year that hopefully can utilize. There's some areas that we hopefully can improve and some of the things that we didn't do as well. Um, I think the one thing we're excited about is we're able to continue with some degree of continuity relative to seasons past. So even with our coaching staff specifically, we had a number of coaches interview for other jobs. Uh, some of them made a decision to stay and be a part of our program, which is a credit to them. It's really a credit to D'Amico. And it's a credit to the players. So anytime you have continuity from one year to the next, it's important because at least it gives you sort a foundation in place. Now the team's going to be different. The opponents are going to be different. So there's going to be a lot of things that are different. But to be able to keep a number of things at least similar or the same, hopefully be beneficial to us. Nick Casario, Texans GM, joining us on the show. Nick, you okay on time right now? Yeah, I'm not really sure what that means. I think our focus is just trying to put the best team together possible. And sure. For agency is case by case. So you look at the player, you look at his role, What's the value of the player? Have an understanding of the market. 
what are your options? Is that the best thing for the football team? In the end, we're going to do what we think is best for the Houston Texans team. It's D'Amico has said this countless times. I've expressed this countless times. It's not about one person. It's not about one player. Every year is different. We're not really believers in windows. Not really sure what that means. So it's about the 2024 season. We're trying to put the best team together. What are our options? We'll explore our options, and we'll try to make good decisions, good sound decisions that make sense for our team. Go ahead, Aaron. Yeah, every year is important. Every year is different. And there's going to be challenges that we face this season, maybe that we haven't faced in the past. You know, we're going to play a lot of good teams this year. And even if you look at our season, there were, what, eight or nine one-score games. So a number of games could have gone either way. So do you have? it starts with the people. So do you have the right people with the right mindset, with the right mentality? They obviously have to have a certain level of skill to be able to go out there and perform their jobs at a competitive level. So the team-building process, it's not one period of time for agencies, for agency, the drafts, the draft. There's a number of players that we added at the beginning of the season, during the course of the season, that helped our team. So I think just maintain, I'd say maintaining as much optionality, being adaptable, being flexible, your circumstances may change. You may be forced to make a decision about a position or about a player. So the big thing that we emphasize is just good, sound, consistent decision-making and let the process play itself out, and we'll have a better understanding of what our team looks like probably once we get to training camp. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I'd say the league is always better when people like Bill Belichick are around. I mean, you look at this offseason, Coach Carroll, Coach Belichick, um, you know, Coach Belichick is the best coach in the history of not only football, sport, in my opinion. Um, He's a big reason that I'm where I am today, so a lot of respect and appreciation and admiration for him. Um, say there's a number of folks um, in New England um, that they have in place that they feel comfortable with. They have a lot of talented people, so they're probably going through a process of trying to figure things out, and I think all of us, that's what we do each year. You just sort of try to figure things out. So certainly wish them nothing but the best. Um, I'm appreciative of my 20 years, 20 seasons that I had in New England. Um, but the game's better when uh, when people like Bill are around or involved. So I'm sure he'll figure out whatever he's going to do here in the spring, and we're all going to benefit from it. Just repeat your question, please. In terms of what do I think is going to happen, <laughs> we're all going to find out. So um, free agency is just – it's – what does the market tell you? So, and then what are you, any player, what are you willing to pay that player commensurate with their role? So every year markets change. And I think sometimes what happens is I'd say with some of the tender numbers, you sort of get pigeonholed or benchmark because once you establish a certain financial commitment level, that's almost used as a starting point. So you're either comfortable paying that level or you're not, and it's all about resource allocation. So our job is to try and f- uh, try to find good football players and add good players to our team. Uh, we have a couple free agents for that position, so we're going to evaluate 
that position like we do other positions as well. And, you know, D'Amico talked about this yesterday. I mean, Motor had a great year, did a lot of good things for us. Um, Motor's a free agent, so we'll see, you know, we'll see how it goes. So there's a lot of good players that are out there. There's a lot of good players that are out there at a number of different positions, and our job is to evaluate and try to make try to make good decisions. Go ahead. We'll see. We'll start. Go ahead, and then we'll go here. Yeah, Nick is great to talk to. Um, I mean, it's similar to Bill in some respects. They have such a library and a history of players that you can benchmark against one another. You're talking about two of the best minds in football. So I've had a number of conversations with Coach Saban before the draft, not only last year but previous years, and his insight is very valuable and useful. Um, I mean, I think everybody who spoke on Will's behalf and the way Will was presented, um, you know, we saw that in spades, and maybe it was even better than maybe we even thought. So um, we're happy that Will's on our team. Henry did a great job this year as well, kind of in his role. Um, kind of came in as a backup. He was forced to play in the middle of the year, I'm going to say weeks four, five, six, where we had some players that were injured, and he went out there and had some productive plays. So excited about those two players and their growth and really from year one to year two and try to improve on, on some of the things that they did that did last year over here. Go ahead, Cody. Yeah, it, it's a part of it. It has to be a part of your calculus, and it's really a fixed number. So anytime you assign a tag to a player, it's essentially you're committed to that value. Now, it doesn't mean you can't work out a long-term contract extension with that player, but it's sort of a fixed number. And I would say, kind of what I talked about a little bit earlier, it's almost a starting point in a negotiation. So you have to figure out, is that valuable? Does that make sense? Or... Let the player get to the open market. Let the market dictate what the value is. So, honestly, it's a little cat and mouse game. So you just try to take the information in, try to have a general understanding of the market, and try to make a good decision. Um, we have some flexibility relative to financial commitments that we might be able to make, but you don't necessarily have to use all your money up in one year. So we've tried to, and I've talked about this previously, really look at your team in sort of two-year increments. So whatever you don't do this year, that money's going to be used in future years. Um, I'm sure I'll get a question here very soon about Nico Collins. That's coming. So that could be a player that maybe he's a part of the future. So you're dealing with the present. You're focused on the short term. But part of our responsibility is to kind of think ahead a little bit. So And just try to make good, sound decisions for the team and the organization. Yeah, I would just caution people this time of year to pay too much attention to narratives that are out there about players or what teams are doing. So I would just say going back to last year, there was quite a bit of misinformation out there about what happened or what the Texans were going to do. So really the only people that knew what the Texans were going to do were Coach Ryans and myself. So <laughs> I'm saying is we made the decisions that we feel are best for the Texans, and I'd say I'd be careful just to read into too many narratives about what a team is or is not going to do. This is, and I've said this, this is 
silly season, unfortunately. It makes for a lot of fun, makes for a lot of uh, dialogue. Sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not. So we just try to focus on ourselves and try to make the right decisions for our team. Brooks, go ahead. Yeah, it's interesting. So it doesn't necessarily change how we're going to approach this offseason. We were already in a decent position. So, and I would just say it's probably potentially could be more of a one-time thing. So depending on what the number is, maybe gives you a little flexibility. Could be at a singular player, could be at multiple players at a certain tier or level. Whether or not you use the money this year and push it to next year and roll it to next year. So I would say the result of what happened the other day doesn't necessarily change our thought process about how we were going to approach free agency. Go ahead here and then Sarge will go back to you. Try to spread the wealth a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the receiver kind of has two jobs, get open and catch the ball. So, and when you talk about separation, typically where that manifests itself the most is on third down because typically there's a lot more man coverage played on third down. The coverage is going to be a little bit tighter. Some can win with quickness. Some can win with their size. Some can win with their speed. So I think it depends on the player and his skill set, you know, how Tank Dell gets open and run routes. I think it's very unique. How Nico runs routes and gets open is very unique to him. So how you're going to use that player, how you're going to deploy that player, do you need to formation a certain way? Can you only align them in one spot? So you just have to look at the player. But in the end, the job of a receiver is to get open and catch the ball however they do it. So however they create that space and separation is going to be unique to whatever skill set they provide to, you know, to your team. Yeah, really just their background, who influenced them in terms of their development, who helped them the most some of the things that they had to endure and overcome. I mean, without getting into any players in particular, but we had a player the other night that was talking about, you know, his house was shot. You know, he was in the house while there were shots fired on his home. Another player had a commute on a daily basis from one city to the next to go to a certain high school. So really what you're trying to do is kind of get a picture and a profile with the player, his mindset, his mentality some of the things that have led to where he is at this point. And you're not going to get it in a 15 to 20 minute interview, but you kind of get a quick snapshot and then you're trying to get a general picture because in the end, this is a people business. So when you bring the right people into your locker room, you want to make sure that they fit with the rest of the team and the rest of the program and the culture that you're trying to create. And I would say players are appreciative of one another's story because in the end, this is a player's league. It's a people league. Players are very smart. Players are very perspective. And they know if a player is sincere, if he's authentic, if he's full of crap. So part of our job is to kind of sift through the noise and then try to create as accurate a profile as we can about what we think we're bringing into the building. And then once we have that identified, then it, a lot of these guys are starting from scratch. So if you find their baseline of understanding of football, what they were taught, what they were coached, they're kind of going back to square one. So there's 31 teams, or excuse me, 32 teams. Everybody has a different system. Everybody has a different coaching style. So we're trying to just understand a person, sort of what makes them tick, and then how that will fit with the rest of the players that we have on our team.
Nick Casario, Texans GM, joining us on the show. Nick, you okay on time right now? <laughs> uh, it's interesting. It's it's a, it's a portion of it. Um, even if you're at a game, if you were to ask somebody, why do you go to a game? Well, you're looking at a number of different things. Maybe it's their habit or their routine pregame, how focused they are. They come off the field after a bad play. How do they react? How do they respond? What do they do on the sideline? So any little detail or tell that you can get, but you also have to be careful about jumping to conclusions too quickly because you don't want to make just a, a, a snap judgment in a short period of time because maybe he was slouched in his chair or maybe, you, you know, you don't know what he'd been dealing with over the course of the day. But you can get some interesting things in how they approach it and just how intense or how focused they are. So we look at everything. So there's no question about it. Phil, go ahead. Good to see you. Mick Casario live from the Combine here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. I don't think J-Lo's awake, man. Yeah, at this point last year, we had seen CJ play over I'm sorry, a couple what? seasons. Um, we may or may not have talked to him already here at the Combine, but in terms of interactions with him, it was very limited from a one-on-one -on -one basis because he was an underclassman, so you don't have access to the underclassmen. This is the first year I mean, Jim Nagy changed this at the Senior Bowl where they allowed more juniors to attend, and, and Jim's done a great job with the Senior Bowl, no question about it. It's another opportunity because the underclassmen are typically the people you have to find out the most about. So. Essentially, at this point, we're relying on our information from the school that we've gathered from the scouts and then just from observing the player play. And then we interviewed him here at the Combine, and then we brought him into our facility. So this was sort of the beginning stage of the process. So there's probably more that we didn't know than we actually knew. And by the time we drafted whatever day that was in April, we knew a lot more than we did when we were here. So um, I'd say this whole week, this whole spring, it's really – it's. It is a process. It's a process for the players. It's a process for the teams. It's a process for the coaches. And our job is to extrapolate the information however we can do it and just try to make a good decision for our team. Go ahead, Matt. One more. Yeah, have a lot of respect for Elliot. Um, we actually interviewed uh, Elliot. It may have been the year I left or the year before. Elliot's been in a lot of good programs. He was in Green Bay for a long period of time. I think at the time he was in Seattle. Very astute, very aware, good understanding of basically the league. Um, and it was just kind of another set of eyes because we had lost a number of folks that had gone on to other teams. I think Monty had left at that time. So I'd say Elliot is very respected. He obviously has a, a great pedigree um, in terms of his dad and has learned a lot of football. So Elliot understands football. So he's got a great demeanor, a great personality, very perspective, very self-aware. And he has a good demeanor, and I think he'll be able to work in concert with the scouting staff. And then I think he'll be a great asset to Gerard as well as he kind of works his way through. All right, thanks. thanks. All right, it's Nick Casario here on Sports Radio 610. Let's get some lunchtime confessions. I think Lopez might need to confess about what we just heard as well. Sorry, next. <laughs> Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Lunchtime confessions. We confess our sin. Lopez, wake up. Huh? We confess our sins to you, the loopholes. Shout out to the loopholes. If you listen, you are one. Some of these confessions have to do with sports. Some have nothing to do with sports, but we're transparent with you 24-7. Let it hang a little bit lower during lunchtime confessions. It is time to confess. Watch this. These are my confessions. I tried. Tried what? To get something out of that. That Nick Casario availability. There's a few things. I thought the two-year window was the most important thing. Uh, I thought there uh, were tomorrow, few, I want to look things. at the Texans through a two-year window. Yeah. Let's do that. Uh, that would be very good. Uh, like, I got, you know, about the we'll see if the if there's mutual interest on the free agents. You know, about free agents interested in the Texans. That's obviously something we knew, we figured, uh, but is new. Uh, he real happy with the continuity of the, uh, of, of, of the Texans coaching staff. Then he talked about uh, a lot of misinformation and decisions and narratives, and it's silly season is his way of saying lion season, which is what we say. Uh, but, uh, boy, I mean, you want a confession or not? Yeah, I want a confession. Get to it. He is in midseason form. <laughs> like, he is in <laughs> mid. He's better than that. See, that's the thing. If this was him all the time, then, okay. It's just in his own, man. I mean, he's better. What than about that? him trying to give the people some good questions? People were asking about Bill Belichick and how do you build on next year, and yeah. what did you know about CJ last year, and all that type hey, of stuff. Hey, ask me about Nico Collins, y'all. Yeah, yeah. they didn't even do it. Yeah, yeah. No, he was uh, he was in midseason form and uh, saying, franchise tag. He, he's not using saying a lot. Seems like he wants Schultz to test the market to say a little. I that too. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with that. But that was midseason form. Now, we've moved past the uh, the three-day beef with the morning guy, Sean Pendergast, Seth Payne. Shout out to them. Yeah. But I will say this. I just got to confess because that's the point of lunchtime confessions. I got to be honest with you. Yeah. The whole time that I was looking at you falling asleep while Nick Casario was talking and I was having Figgy say in my ear, man, this, he's, this is rough, <laughs> I was just thinking, if this were a morning show interview, we'd still have 15 minutes left of that thing. Oh, but it would be better. I Nick Casario, Texans they, GM, joining us on the show. Nick, you okay on time right now? They do get the best uh, of Nick Casario, but boy, that was some of the national perspective on this. As you're looking on social, they're like saying much the same thing. Watch this. 
Have you ever seen this NFLPA survey that's making the rounds right now? Yeah, it's J.J. Watt says it's the second most important poll that he uh, took as a player. Yeah, and uh, but it, it hasn't ever really gotten as much run as it, it at least to my in my opinion, that it does today. By the way, the Texans have done really, really well, and this is an NFL Players Association poll of of just like just the facilities, life, everything. Yeah, life in your organization. What that cafeteria get? Cafeteria A minus. That's pretty strong. I was expecting an A plus. The Texans as a whole, they pulled like a three point two, maybe. Yeah, their worst grade was B minus. Team yeah. travel. They got like a three point two. They got a B on weight room. Owner B, B plus. plus training staff. Yeah. But like I part of my confession is I I never really paid attention to this to, to this that Why much. Why would you? Because what do you it, mean? it is pretty confession? interesting. Cares. But boy, I wouldn't want to play for the Chargers. Did you see what they said about the Chiefs? Well, let me say the Chargers, then you say the Chiefs. It's LA. They charge players $75 for daycare during a game. Stop. They provide a family room at the stadium. They provide daycare, but not on site. In other words, you got to drop them off somewhere else, and the players have to pay 75 bucks on the day of the game. That's a steal. For day. But they're playing. That's a steal. They're playing football for so you. What? Do you know how much, you know how expensive daycare is, dude. We're not talking about you and me. Seventy-five bucks for six hours? No, that they should be praying. I mean, they should. That, that what should grade be an did they get for the family part? They got it like a D on that. Like you don't charge NFL seventy-five players. bucks. You don't charge what a steal. NFL players. That is a good ass price. Maybe for you. When you're here, that's a good price. But right guys there. are risking their lives out there, and you're like, yeah, that'll be seventy-five bucks for your kid. Yeah, come on, man. What are we doing? What about the Chiefs? Uh, so, um, the Chiefs had the lowest graded NFL owner. Uh, it was uh, Clark Hunt of the Chiefs. Say that real fast. Clark Hunt. Clark Hunt. Clark Hunt. Clark Hunt. Yeah, I don't know what you're trying to figure out. Clark Hunt. There you go. You like that, Clark Hunt? Does that work for you, buddy? I'm just I just asked you to say it real fast. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, so what? Dude, I I'm saying his name clearly. Yeah. He really dumped it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Clark Hunt. Okay. Owner Hunt. <laughs> Apparently, um, his low grade was because of lack of follow-through on promises. Here's the example that Brooke Pryor uses. Mm-hmm. So Apparently, the team promised a renovated locker room. However, when they returned this season after winning the Super Bowl, only new chairs were added. Players were told the reason that there was not a renovated locker room was because, quote, listen to this crap. Mm -hmm. They went too far in the playoffs and they didn't have time to renovate. Oh, brother. You're the Chiefs. You can't (laughs) renovate. You could renovate that hoe in a week. You can't. (laughs) <laughs> we didn't have time to renovate because y'all went too far into the playoffs. Oh, my gosh. That's ridiculous. Come on. But this is really fascinating to me. It, it really is. Fascinating? Yeah. Are you using the word fascinating too loosely there, my friend? No, I think I'm using it correctly. Watch this. These are my confessions. Got up early. Didn't eat anything. Didn't have coffee. Went for my six-month checkup. I go every six months to the doctor to get a checkup. My confession is I can't believe how healthy I am. (laughs) 
like, I mean, I've got a little bit of an issue with uh, blood sugar. Brother, you've seen me. I, I I feel like I'm dying, and then I go to the doctor and I get it back, and I'm like, I told the doctor it's time to drink. Time to drink. Hand to God. I I told her I have a female doctor. I said, Are you sure? Because <laughs> like I always mess. I take medication. Full disclosure. Uh, I'm HIPAA. <laughs> so for a little high, little high blood sugar and pre-diabetes, but not diabetic, just pre. And she's like, uh, you've never looked better. Everything looks now, good. Now, she's a liar, but okay. No. <laughs> no, but that's not true. No. Like, like, oh, she's talking about the numbers. Yeah, the numbers. Oh, not the not, visual. Not the okay. appearance. Yeah, I was going to say. I, be I, a I, I would disagree yeah, with I'd that. Quite, I, I wouldn't <laughs> hurt this bar for that. <laughs> I would disagree. Whatever the hell that but, is. But like I did chest x-ray. I did EKG. Yeah. I did blood work. Now, that's go. not back yet. But and then I did the exam, and she's she's like, I think the blood work's gonna come back with like some. You, you probably need to watch sodium a little bit. It, no, it always comes back the same. A little high blood sugar and pre-diabetic. As long as I stay pre-diabetic the rest of my life, I'm good. Okay. Um, and so I was like, Are you sure? Because <laughs> I, I I fully go to the doctor these days expecting something catastrophic. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But you're good. I'm good. Knock on wood. There you go. I'm, yeah. I'm very I'm very pleased about that. Yeah, well, I am too, but I was surprised. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order. Order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, my confession here, I, I think Figgy's slacking. And, and I Figgy? think, we, yeah, we need, to have, we need to have a station meeting right now. What am I right slacking, now. though? We need, we, need to have, we need to have a station meeting and figure out if Figgy's making the right decision or not. All right, here we go. Because I think, I think he and I have the same philosophy. Full, full disclosure, me and Figgy, um, we, we pick each other's brains, the, yeah. the pre-show mm-hmm. process, all that. We, we go back and forth. Um, but Figgy, normally, like yesterday when D'Amico spoke, Figgy sent out an email of uh, of D'Amico cuts to mm-hmm. the to the entire mm-hmm. to the entire office, and it was like it was like individual quotes. Yeah, yeah. It took a little bit. It took a little while. Like, Some work because he's a multitasker, so he could he could probably cut an interview in I'd say thirty minutes. Like, yeah. W- yeah, while yeah. while still doing his job, I say that's like the yeah that's the the but he learned from the best. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but anyway, <laughs> wonder where that was. <laughs> He just sent out the full Nick Casario chunk, and he basically told the whole building, "Hey, you're on your own. There's nothing to see here. I'm not going to waste my time no, on this lightweight. No, 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 no. I'm not no, going to waste my that time. Ain't true. I'm not going to waste my time on this lightweight here. <laughs> no, that and ain't I'm true. not even saying it's a bad decision. Look, I'm just saying, confessing it raised it raises the eyebrows. Yeah. We just got the full nah, Casario presser. Nah, see, I did the same thing yesterday. I sent the full presser out of D'Amico yesterday, and then after the show, I got the audio. So I, you're gonna I, you're gonna do individual Casario quotes. 
I'm a, I'm well, a try. Can't, I can't wait to see this. I might honestly, I might have to wait till they, <laughs> till they send the transcripts out. I can't wait to see this. <laughs> what the heck is going yeah. on? I mean, somebody might complain like, "Hey, where's the cuts?" Oh, yeah, well, yeah. so I got to send them out. Hey, you're good. With I got to send them out. <laughs> I don't need any of that. You sure? Hey, hey, you're good with me. This show, this y'all show, sure? You're okay with us? We don't need it. Lopez, yeah. I'm we good. don't need. We're okay. okay. We're good. All right. I got my. That's notes. the only reason I'm cutting them up. Man. You see my notes right here? That's all I need out of Nick. Yeah, Cesario. don't don't worry yeah. about us. Yeah. You don't have to do it for us. Yeah. Like if it was me, I would have got the important stuff. But yeah. Some people are like, hey, where's the where's all the cuts? Yeah, I got it. Hey, hey figure, can you play that cut about uh, uh, misinformation and narratives? <laughs> I thought it was pretty compelling. Watch this. <laughs> Hold on, I got to get this right on this. No, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, checked in on the Rockets last night. Cut seven. <laughs> Jalen Green's got to go. He's got to go. Oh, yeah, shoot. Yeah, You're not even oh, saying. Oh, he's got to go. Well, out of the starting lineup. They've been talking about it. I think they're Dude, scared to do it. He's starting to make Ime Adoka look bad. Yeah, uh, like Adoka is all this discipline and we're going to, you know, make the most of it and hold them accountable and all that. And we agree. And and I think he's a hell of a good coach. But it's starting. He Jalen Green is starting to make Adoka look bad. I meant to ask Spillane about this because he's a Jalen Green truther, right? No. No? He Brandon Scott used to be. Yeah. Brandon Scott. This dude is. Brandon Scott used to be a long time Did you time watch ago. any of the games? I don't want to bring it up. Yeah, I watched a little bit. I I, I just got to tell you, I, I can't enjoy watching Jalen Green play basketball. Like, it's just, it's impossible. For, he's everything I hate about basketball these days. Like, he's everything I hate. I I, I love Jabari Smith. I like what he brings to the table. I like Whitmore. his makeup. Shingoon. You can give like or take. Him. There's going to be times like where he's him. frustrating. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's not, it's, it, it comes with the territory. You're, ne- you're never going to have like a perfect, complete player. I enjoy watching. I'm in Thompson play. Um, I like what Van Vliet's made of, Dylan Brooks. I I, I like guys. these guys. I don't yeah. think any all, of them are like top top tier, but I enjoy watching those guys hoop. Jalen Green is everything I hate about basketball. I tried to have an open mind Seriously. about it. I'm like, there's nothing on. Let's watch a little hoop. It's awful. And I was like, this guy. It's bad, man. And people say he makes good decisions. Who said that? I saw it like during the game, like his oh, decision making has random. really improved. I hope Ashley not. saying that. You I saw seen that somebody one? say I actually seen Adam Spillane retweet Maybe that. Maybe that's it. And pretty Maybe much that's what I thought. He do some stuff that don't show up in the stats. Okay. Like I that must have been like it. That, guys yeah. said, his decision making has really he's, improved. I'm like, how? He's hard for me to watch. How? I can't watch. He doesn't have any feel for like the speed at which the game's played. It's just so nonchalant. He just makes the extra pass. Not, not now. consistency. Consistently playing hard. I, I think he's a. I mean, he's a bucket. I've, he'll give you thirty once a week, but then he'll give. But but then more times than that. I, I just I've, he's everything I hate about basketball. I tried to have an open mind. I really did. Can't hoop. And the other thing he does a lot of, and I hate this so much, is the garbage baskets in the fourth. Oh, quarter. he's the king. He's the king of the. Oh, he wants point. to get him. He wants to oh, get the eighteen. It's the worst. Oh, and he's driving. As soon as he realizes that the defense ain't playing, he's going to the cup as hard yes. as he can possibly go. Yes. Right there. It's the worst. So yes. Then the, he'll try to like take off from the dotted when there's no chance. Oh, God. Like he pushed the wrong button in 2K. Uh, it was really eye opening. He's tough, man. Yeah. Coming up, we'll, we're going to talk to Cody Stutes live at the NFL Combine. But before that, uh, let's talk about the uh, the two biggest names on the market and whether or not they're even going to be there. And if Nick Casario is telling us, along with D'Amico Ryans, what they really think of Dalton Schultz next. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. 
All right, so Dalton Schultz. Th this is what I wonder when it comes to Dalton Schultz. Like, how phenomenal was last season for Dalton Schultz, like, based on expectations? We expected Dalton Schultz to have a good season. He had a good season. He didn't mm -hmm. have a great season. He didn't have an epic season. It was a really good season. Yeah. The Texans obviously didn't value Dalton Schultz as, like, his premium market value before the start of free agency. They gave him the one-year deal, and he did what he did. So I wonder if now, like, does does what they thought of Dalton Schultz last year, has it increased to where now they, they, they would be willing to give him the deal that they didn't want to give him last year? Or do they look at some of these other guys and say, all right, C.J. Stroud is one of one with tight ends that hit the market and don't demand long-term deals. Perhaps we can go... When it when it comes to smart money, and this goes back to the to the discussion mm -hmm. during free agency that's always been talked about, smart money versus foolish money. I wonder if they really value Dalton Schultz as much as perhaps you do, I do, fans do, or if they look at this market and they see Johnu Smith on the market, they see Noah Fant on the market, former first round pick, mm -hmm. they see Hunter Henry, who I think is actually ranked slightly above Dalton Schultz. Uh, and they see some of these guys and they say, you know what? We could maybe kick the tires on a first-round pick with unrealized potential like Noah Fant. Uh, that's a, a better blocker than Dalton Schultz as well and, and can still make some plays in the pass game. Uh, Jonu Smith is a very athletic guy. I don't know how they feel about his blocking, but we could, we could kick the tires on him instead of investing – more money on Dalton Schultz and, and, and similar money that we didn't want to give him last year. We, we, we look at this as a bargain. We don't want to run it back with Dalton Schultz. It was nice that we found a bargain, but we can perhaps do that again at the tight end position. I think you just keep it a bargain. Uh, I, I really do. The, the problem with the... How do you do that? You tag him. Is that a bargain, though? I think it is. That's a lot. Or, or would you rather invest in three years? I mean, I would of Dalton Schultz. I, I don't want to invest in three years. I I don't. I think Dalton That's Schultz why you, is you fine. Pay three three million dollars more. Like, do you think you the know? Do you think the sky is falling if the Texans bring in Noah Fant? No, uh, nor nor and and, and might even be better if you bring in Hunter Henry or John O. Smith. But the the it's you've heard the term the path of least resistance, right? Let's take the path of least resistance. The the resistance here is you don't have a huge tight end market. You don't necessarily want to. If you want a big time tight end, you're going to have to draft a uh, draft one in the first or second round, more than likely. That's a premium pick. There's it's a priority position in this offense, so you have a guy who's familiar uh, with this offense, and the market is not that expensive for a tight end. So, like, we can move on from Dalton Schultz. But then you're going to be investing a higher draft pick or, or, or sign someone to a, a longer-term deal uh, or, or whatever it may be, and you may not end up with someone as good or better. Dalton Schultz is not great. No, he's okay. Yeah. He's good. And, and I mean, look, the, the middle of the field was open for him. I mean, mm -hmm. they, had, they had Nico Collins and they had Tank Dell doing their thing. I'm, I'm not taking away from Dalton Schultz. I just don't – I mean, let's put it this way. The Cowboys had, whenever the hell they took Ferguson, I think they took him in the fourth round two years ago. Yeah. They upgraded. The guy was a pro bowler. He was better than Dalton If you can Schultz. get a fourth rounder, then, then yes, you can move up. If you think you can get the tight end you want in the third or fourth round, yes. But 
the, I, the prior the premium ones are going to be in the first or second round. And I round. would still try to do that. I would look at the two year window, yeah. and if if the opportunity's there with the tight end, go ahead and do it. But I, I, all I'm saying is, is is Dalton Schultz that much better than Fant or some of these guys? Furthermore, could it be a, could it be a better option to to kick the tires on someone who hasn't lived up to their yeah? Position? And, and and what I'm saying is he's not great, but he's good. Now. Is he good? Is, is is he not good enough to that you want to move on from him? I don't know if they want to go down that route. Jonu Smith just hit the market. He's already ranked ahead of Dalton Schultz on the on, on spot rank. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a year older. Uh, so you have that. I I just wonder, like in their scouting, do they look at any of these guys and say, okay, this this would make a little bit more sense? And oh, by the way, this guy can block because that's mm-hmm. the one thing Dalton Schultz can't do. And it does seem like. Even if you read between the lines of what Nico said yesterday about Dalton Schultz, it, it, it does appear that at the very least that the blocking is not something that he lists as, as a strength of Dalton Schultz. And and while he hasn't had a lot of drops, he had some crucial drops. Oh, he almost dropped yeah. the touchdown against the Browns uh, after dropping and, that, and that he had one. A big drop against the, the Titans that he too. made up for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so it's not like oh he drops the ball a lot, but boy, those are some crucial drops. I I don't know that they're I don't know that they're uh, as in love with Dalton Schultz as as some of us may be. I think he's a he's a comfortable shoe. Yeah, you know uh, yeah. to 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 use that analogy that that metaphor. He's a comfortable shoe. Do you really want to break in another? And it might not be what you like, you know. And I know that sounds insulting, but I think that's the best way to put it. He's a comfortable shooter. I want to get you some of those blue newbies or Nikes. I saw that. No, what, no, what, the, no. The old, the are, old, the the white ones with the blue with the blue in. I'm gonna have to look. The old man, the old man. Newbies. Oh, those. Yeah, I want to get you some of those. The New Balance. Yeah, let me get you some of those. God, I, you can put a bullet in my head if I. Let have me to see. Get let those. me see those again. <laughs> look at these. Let, let, show me those. Yeah, if, I'm, if you're, I'm, if you're I'm on doing, the right ones. Yeah, I'm doing the image. I know which one you're talking and then about. Then there's Nike ones too. Yeah. Oh, those are. I just switched to Nike by accident. But the big N, they're yeah. kind of lifted. Big N, yeah, yeah. blue. Yeah. <laughs> get you a pair. I will kill myself before I get those. It's a little dramatic, but mm-hmm. who knows. Let's go out to the combine. Let's talk to Cody Stutes. He was uh, on hand with Nick Casario. I also got to talk to him as he walked away. Let's get his biggest takeaways from what he heard from Casario, as well as everything going on with the combine. My man's been on it since I woke up this morning. We'll go live to the combine. You don't want to miss this next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? 
Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.